The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. A thousand times more peace. A thousand times more joy. A thousand, man, you got to come on up there. A thousand times more love. A thousand times more wealth. A thousand times more victory. A thousand times more favor. A thousand times more ideas. A thousand times. Everything is going to have an anointing of a thousand times more. Hello, Bill Winston here, and welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, as born-again believers, there is a power that's available to us and that is on us for something far above what the world's ability has ever seen. It is a powerful force. We call it the anointing. The anointing is, is God's burden-removing, yoke-destroying power, the power of God on human flesh to do what only God can do. Now, that anointing has the ability to bring us into a thousand times more of anything that the world can produce. In other words, if it takes the world a thousand days, we can do it in one day. If it takes a thousand people, you can do it in one person. Praise God. That's the anointing that's on our lives. Let's go right into it. It's called the thousand times more anointing. This anointing we described here as really the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Basically, it's the most powerful uh, force in the earth. And um, this is the thing that Satan fears most. He fears that anointing because this anointing uh, will absolutely not only destroy what he has done, but it will also leave no trace that he's ever been there. <clears throat> Can I get an amen or not? Now, as we see the places here that we're talking about this anointing, we see that in Isaiah 10, 27, that God said about this anointing was his burden removing, yoke destroying power. And then also we see in Zechariah, Zechariah chapter four and verses six and, uh, or seven, and verse six says, and he answered and spake unto me saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. That's a type of Christ, the type of anointed one saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Let's try another translation, please. New Living. And he said unto me, this is what the Lord says unto Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. One man translated says, it's not by army or not by human effort, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, we can see this 
in a time of Judges chapter 6 when God picked a man named Gideon and he picked him that he was going to raise him up to lead Israel. Now at that time Israel was somewhat backslidden if you will but because of that they were uh, in lack and in famine and the Midianites were busy taking everything they had and so now God's going to use somebody to set Israel free, bring them out from under this bondage. And he picked a man named Gideon, Judges 6 and verse 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, thy mighty man of valor. Now what we said there is that one thing that God wants you to do is see yourself as he sees you, not as your cousin sees you, not as people who don't like you see you, or whatever, but see yourself as he sees you. Say amen to that. Verse 14, and the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites have not I sent thee. Meaning that whenever God sends you on an assignment, he empowers you to supernaturally accomplish that assignment. Ooh, that's good. And he said this, verse 15, and he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith I shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. When God and you get together, you become a majority. I don't care how many you coming up against, you have just qualified as a majority. So here's God taking Gideon through some paces now, of course, to, to get him to be in faith because this anointing needs your faith so that you can execute what God has called you. You can't talk against the anointing. If you want the anointing to work for you, you're going to have to speak faith. You're going to have to talk and say what God says. So here it says in that same chapter, Judges chapter 6 and verse 34, that the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. So as God sends you places, he's going to empower you to do the work. Now the empowerment that he's going to give you gives you so much more ability than the world has. Now, that, this is really key because I'm going to be centering around my teaching, God, God, if God says the same, around that right there because we still have to get a real clear picture of how powerful we are. He said that over in Joel that he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, Joel 2.28, and that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, young men shall see visions. And he also, if you look here at Judges chapter 7, it says, then Zerubbabel, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moriah in the valley. 
And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people that are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into your hand, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me and saying, my own hand has saved me. So God is saying that if you want him to work, you're going to have to make room for him to work. And making room for him to work means that he's about to give you something bigger than you can do. Now, I want you to get that because this, this is kind of where we need to go as a church. The tendency is, is that we don't do anything that we don't think we can do. Well, that was all right when you were weak, but now you are strong. But now you have an anointing on you that's much bigger, much more powerful than anything you ever were before you got born again. Look what it says in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy and chapter one, and starting reading at verse nine. He says this, and I spake unto you at that time saying, I am not able to bear your, you, you myself alone. The Lord your God has multiplied you and behold, you are this day as the stars of heaven for multitude. The Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times so many more as you are and bless you as he has promised you. Say, I have the thousand times more anointing on my life. Now you can see what happened in Judges chapter 15 and this is when the Samson came up against the Philistines and he says here in Judges chapter 15, verse 14, and when he came into Leah, the Philistines shouted against him and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his bands loosed from off his hands, so nothing can hold him. And he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew how many men? A thousand men with it. So my point to you is, is that when you're dealing with strength, natural strength, you are at least a thousand times more powerful uh, no, no, see, 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 here's the deal. If you want to know the truth, your potential cannot be measured. There is nothing in the earth that can measure the potential. Why? Because the anointing means that it's God's power coming on human flesh to do what only God can do. So the limit of your ability is God. Oh, come on now. See, it doesn't make any difference. He, he is empowering you so that you can do what he can do in the earth. So he doesn't want there to be a small difference between you and the world. He wants this thing to be bona fide. He wants there to be such a difference between you and the world that the world wouldn't even dare try to compare themselves with you. Say amen to this. So I'm saying here 
that it's a thousand times more powerful. He could defeat a thousand men with a jawbone of a donkey. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm impressed with that. Praise God. Now, I look back here in Daniel's life. Now, this is kind of interesting because over in Daniel chapter one, he shows here where Daniel, now Daniel and three Hebrews, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of, um, they're in captivity. They're in Babylon because of Israel's disobedience. Nebuchadnezzar was given leave of God to go down and he swooped down and took them out of Judah. He left the poor people there, but took the people of means. Look at verse 17, and it talks about their ability. As these four children, God gave them what? Knowledge and what else? Skill in all what? Learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all wisdom and dreams. So they could be taught, but they could look at the same book that the, that the Babylonians could look at and God would add to their knowledge. Is somebody here. See, God would add to it. So because, see, they, they, their knowledge couldn't go any further than human knowledge. It, and, and if Satan wanted to add something to that, it wouldn't go any farther than Satan could add to it. Let, let, me, show you, let me show you what I'm talking about. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 6. Howbeit, when we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes or rulers of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Let's take those three scriptures and let's look at those three scriptures in the Amplified Translation and read them again and see can we get a little bit more understanding of that. Yet, when we were among the full-grown spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but it is indeed not a wisdom of this present age or of the world, nor of the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. Keep going. But rather, what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us by God that wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages for our glorification to lift us into the glory of his presence. None of the rulers of this age or world perceived and recognized and understood this. For if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. So Satan can't reach your mentality. Oh, Lord have mercy. 
If you look at Exodus, glory to God. Can I just show you some things here? And look at Exodus and chapter three. Let's start right there. Now, God is calling Moses. All right, in chapter three, starting at verse 19. And I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and I'll smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. And I'll give this people favor. Say favor. favor. So the anointing gives you favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when you go, you will not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment. And you shall put them on your sons and upon your daughters, and you shall spoil the Egyptians. All right? This is Moses now. Next verse. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto me, my voice. For they will say, the Lord has not appeared unto you. Now, Moses is now saying, wait a minute. Now, how are you going to use me to do such an awesome task? And look at verse 2. And the Lord said unto him, what is in your hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it down to the ground, or on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, now put forth your hand and take it up by the tail. You know if you take a snake up by the tail, you have just had it. And he put forth his hand and caught it and became a rod in his hand. Now, God saying to Moses, I got your back. I'm sending you with my power. Now, I want you to know this because where God is sending you, no matter what area you're working in, you're going with his power. And when he said here in verse 10, and Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and, of slow, and slow of tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb or the deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go and I'll be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. Say amen to that. Amen. Now, God can teach you as you go along. Because this morning he gave me, he said, I want you to call this this title. And I said, okay, Lord, I, do I have enough for that? I mean, why? Because no matter what field you're in, we got to leave room for the anointing. The tendency is to try to work everything out. You got everything. The, the task can be accomplished by you. You don't need God and so forth. But those days are over. The anointing that is on you now is going to be used. And it's going to be used to a degree that it's going to set you apart from the world. And you can see in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 20, he is setting him apart from the world. And the Bible says, in all matters of wisdom and, and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them what? He, come on, help me now. Now, 10 times better 
and all the magicians and astrologers that were in, the, in his, all his realm. What is 10 times better? Now, I don't, you, <laughs> my point to you is, why didn't he say one time better? How about two times better? How about better? He didn't say that. He, he's quantifying this thing. He, he wants you to know that you're going to be far above any ability that the world can have. Say amen to this. Now, this, this, is, this is key for you because a lot of people in God's house been trying to do things themselves. God doesn't want you to do anything else yourself. I said he doesn't want you to do anything yourself. He wants to be your source and your supply. He wants you to have to count on him and lean on him for everything. So he's going to send you into a project that's too big for you. So he, listen, it, it's, it, 10 times better, thousand times more, a thousand times more peace, a thousand times more joy, a thousand, man, you got to come on up there, a thousand times more love, a thousand times more wealth, a thousand times more victory, a thousand times more favor, a thousand times more ideas, a thousand times everything is going to have an anointing of a thousand times more. Now let's go over to John, John chapter six, please. So I won't go through this, but Moses goes down there and Pharaoh says, show me a miracle. So Moses was already prepared for that. But then it's interesting, Pharaoh's sorcerers duplicated the miracle. And then they said, well, God told him to do this, Moses to do this, and he did that. And over in Exodus eight, I'm just reading these now, Exodus eight, chapter seven, and the magicians did also. They duplicated it. And then he told him to do another miracle. And he did another miracle. And it says here in Exodus chapter 8 and verse 18, and the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice upon man and upon beasts. Now, my point to you is, is that sorcery is no match for what you got. Say amen. Witchcraft is no match. It's, it's way below folks. I'm talking about this kind of anointing that it doesn't take but one person. Folks, David could have very easily said to Goliath over in first Samuel chapter 17 and verse 45, he could have very easily said to him that, wait a minute, this day shall the Lord deliver you into my hand. He said, you coming to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied for this day, will the Lord deliver you into my hand. Now I'm, I'm breaking this thing down this day, this day, not tomorrow. This battle ain't gonna last a week. 
This battle is going to be over this day. And I will smite you and I'm going to take your head off. Now notice what he's doing. He's now giving the instructions of how he's going to take this man apart. Now, you, you follow what I'm saying? Now this is a boy, this is a young man who's not been trained in war, but he has been the anoint, has been anointed. Lord Jesus, help me hold the ghost. He's been anointed to, to win battles. Glory to God. And he said, I'm going to take your head off of you and I'm going to give your car the carcasses of the host of the Philistines win this day to the fowls of the air. Now, why did he keep saying this day? Because, come on, because he wanted it to happen when? This day. He don't want this thing to be dragged out. See, God's going to give you the victory and it's going to be sweatless and it's going to happen quickly because you've got a thousand times more anointing. You're going to get that revelation in a minute. Folks, a thousand times more anointing is used to convert cities. See, if he just wanted you to do something for yourself, he'd give you a little bit of anointing and so forth. He's not giving you that. He's giving you an anointing to convert cities. Well, I trust that you were blessed by today's message. Now, let me share with you one thing that you want to remember. Your potential cannot be measured as a believer. Why? Because the anointing that's on your life is God's literal power on human flesh to do what only God can do. So with the anointing, the limit of your ability is God. Isn't that powerful? Praise God. Well, until next time, this is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith. God plus you equals the majority and he will supernaturally empower you for your assignment with the potential to do a thousand times more far above the world's way of doing things. In this life-changing message by Dr. Bill Winston, discover the most powerful force on you and in you, the anointing of God. To order your copy of the thousand times more anointing teaching on DVD or MP4, on CD or MP3, call us at 1-800-711-9327 or go online at billwinston.org. This teaching will strengthen your belief in the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God and will work in your life using God's ability to produce His results. Get your copy today. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at 1-877-543-9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer. Follow us on Periscope and Facebook to join us for our regular live prayer sessions. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. Together, we are transforming lives throughout the world. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. We love you and look forward to praying and partnering with you.
This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston Ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.